Good afternoon, morning, evening or night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an As Good As They Says. Today I'm joined uh, joined by my my uh, Justice League companion, Jarlander. I'm here and my god do I love tip milk. Yep, classic Jarlander. And uh, I guess I'm... <clears throat> what am I? Um... Jar Noir? Jar Noir. I'm, uh, and I'm Jar Noir. Hello. If you hadn't guessed by uh, reading the title of the video or our awesome outfits today, we're talking about The Boys. Is The Boys Season 2 as good as they say? Looking at the, the tomato meter... Yeah, let's start there with the consensus. Yeah. Before we go into our own opinions. It's got an 8.7 on IMDb from 195,000 users. It's quite a few, quite high. But I've always found on IMDb the TV rating thing is just less reliable in general. Yeah, it's always like a couple points higher. Mm, mm. And as you said, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes from 92 critics and mm. a 79% audience score from only 1,000, but slightly lower there. Because these three scores are relatively different. Because 97 is really high. Extremely high. <clears throat> I can't really remember. There was a lot of buzz around the first season. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it was as critically well received as this season was. No. This season seems to have really... Well, the first season blew up. This season... It's I just the right story at the right time. Yeah. But this time around, it's all over social media. People talking about it the second an episode drops. Well, because they changed the, the way they released the show now, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. The last first season's kind of a blur for me because I just watched it in one burst. Yeah, me too. So yeah. I can't even distinguish episodes, whereas this time I was kind of anxiously waiting mm -hmm. for each new release. So, Yeah, I was late to the game um, to the first season. But yeah, like you, I was awaiting every drop of an episode. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> we normally say, though, at the start of these... Is it as good as they say? I think, yeah, I think it's an easy yes. I, th I think it's exactly what is needed in this mm. kind of superhero genre renaissance thing we're seeing. A bit of, you know, a commentary that knocks it down a peg. Yeah, like we... It, everyone's been saying for a long time, like, we've had enough of superheroes. Mm -hmm. You know, we've done it to death. Yeah, so, and it reminds me of, like, um, like in the Western genre with the... Uh, Good and Bad and the Ugly. Yeah, yeah. The way that film kind of condensed the genre into a more kind of satirical, more... The characters had a bit more, like, greyness to them, a bit more depth. Yeah, for it sure. It feels a bit more like that kind of slant for the genre. But, yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> it, it is as good as they say. It. Yeah, I, was, I really enjoyed this season. I remember first seeing, like, trailers for The Boys and thinking... And rolling my eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, oh, another one of these. Because the typical thing, like, it, what everyone was saying about Deadpool. There you go, I managed to bring it up. <laughs> well, it's actually an apt comparison. Because yeah, they're attempting because fairly similar things in some ways. Very similar things, in my opinion. Because they're trying to critique a genre, basically. But whereas this this show takes everything you know about the tropes of the superhero genre and actually flips it on his head. Whereas Deadpool doesn't. Well, Deadpool's not really interested in in characters so much as just just the punchlines. Yeah. It's all about the punchlines. Whereas here, they're more interested in actually fleshing out characters and having a plot. 
also the boys is actually funny mm-hmm the the humor especially i thought in season two was much better than season yeah. one no i, I remember totally being did. a lot more mixed on the kind of edginess it seems to have settled into its tone a lot better it knows kind of exactly what it's going for and mm. I was finding myself laughing out loud pretty regularly. Yeah. Mostly yeah. thanks to Butcher and The Deep, which we'll get into in more depth uh, shortly. But I think we've got to start with what I th- what I think is personally the best thing about the show, which is Homelander. Yeah, I agree. I think... You. Jarlander. Yeah, Jarlander. Yeah. He's such an interesting character because he is just a complete psycho but you also kind of understand where it all comes from. He's a very interesting character, just the, the depths he'll go to. And he is just like an absolute... He's got no empathy, really. He's Yeah, he's a total psycho, and I like the way they... Are we spoiling this? Like, just from the get-go? Oh, yeah. Um, I guess there's no point talking about it without spoilers, so be warned. Spoiler warning. Watch it, because it's good. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, spoiler talk. They They go into his past... And why yeah. he is such a psycho. Because how much do you get in the first season? You kind of, you find out about Compound V and how that kind of creates superheroes. And do you find out he's made in a lab in season one? Yeah, like? he, he goes and like confronts the doctor guy. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so what I like about season two is how it, it's very similar to season one in a lot of ways. Like in the production of it all and the performance is all really good and everything. Mm-hmm. All of that's there. But what's happening is they're just building on the characters and the story and it is ramping up and we're learning things about the world and the world building and the backstory of everything. And it's, fle- it's fleshing it out in a way that's really expanding it in like an interesting way. At the yeah. same time, while mocking all this, these tropes and like... Yeah, it makes it way more of its own thing because he's so obviously just Superman. Mm-hmm. What if Superman was evil? Yeah. Which is like the tropey as hell. Well, there was that movie that was released. Um, yeah. God, I can't remember his name. It was so generic. But they kind of cover that sort of story, the nugget of the good idea of mm-hmm. that, where it's like, what if Superman went wrong? And it's also like woven into this vehement like anti-American capitalism critique that the whole show is kind of built around. Homelander being like the ultimate love child of that system and, and it being a way to critique that. Yeah, and... The, the way they tie that into Nazism. <laughs> because, like, the perfect American and the perfect Nazi are oddly similar. Well, yeah, should we talk about that? Home, Homelander and Stormfront specifically. Because Homelander, he's almost the main character. He has so much stuff happening around him. Yeah. But one of the major new characters was this one, Stormfront, um, who it turns out to be <laughs> a literal Nazi. Um and how did that how did that reveal play to you when you I thought it was actually perfect. Because yeah, I was I like that makes so much sense. Because the way they did the season, they dropped the first three episodes and then did weekly releases. Mm. I watched those first three episodes in a row. Expecting to watch basically the whole season yeah, one yeah, after was the, the other. Same. And I was like, I really, really don't like this character. I wasn't digging her because she was reminding me of um of a Deadpool character. Yeah. She seemed really like it seemed like they were setting her up to almost be like a good guy or something in yeah, ways because, at first. Yeah, totally. Because they have um, Starlight. They have Starlight. She's like, oh, I love what you're doing. I love everything mm-hmm. you're saying. And she's one of the protagonists. Like, you're rooting for her. So they sort of use that trope that we've complained about with Marvel movies where they have a character you already like 
say to another superhero, yeah. oh, I like you. True. So then you you're you sort of think you're meant to like this person. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out your first feelings are totally correct. She's a terrible, terrible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't take long for her to show her true colours and her true nastiness. Uh, I don't know. The boys has never really been that subtle to me. Oh no. Um, but that's it. Almost has to be as overt as, as it is to even work. Like yeah. Yeah, a character like Homelander is so absurd. You need a kind of absurd universe with the giant whales and the guts, and it's, it is mocking something inherently silly with the Avengers and Justice League. So yeah, it can't not be goofy. Yeah, and I think it rides the line a lot better than the comics. The comics really doubles down on the, the, the comedic side, I think, a lot more. There are some great punchlines in the season, but it's it it seems to value the kind of emotional connection to the characters a bit more. Right. Where the relationships between, like, Huey and uh, Annie and uh, Butcher and whatnot, they, they, they just have more kind of... They do have more emotion to them, and it's not just about punchlines a lot of the time. There is, like, an emotional heart right. to the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But also, the way the show uses humour, you'll be laughing at some goofy shit one second, and then the next is, like... Well, there are episodes that are fairly heavy, actually, and they rely on the character The Deep to kind of mm. always have some level of comedy in there. That's his... I'd say that's his major purpose in, oh, yeah, in this season, is just to be some comic relief, but it's but very it's effective. saying that... In his introduction to the show in the first season, you hate him. Mm-hmm. And what he does is disgusting and not funny. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a funny scene at all. But they're kind of re- reveling in how pathetic that character is. And it's yeah. all about making fun of him and how just look at how mm-hmm. there's just nothing and redeeming about this guy. Every time you f- feel a little bit sorry for him, you think well, he put himself in this situation. He mm-hmm. was a twat constantly. <laughs> so he he just gets what he deserves. Seeing as we're on the deep, we might as well talk about his kind of arc, which is like mocking Tom Cruise's journey into Scientology and mm. that that whole thing. How did you find that angle? Because I was I was pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah. I think it really fits in line with the commentary they've been going through. There's so much social commentary in the show from, you know, all the weird rapey Me Too stuff and the 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 Nazi political kind of stuff with the... Yeah, totally. You know. like <clears throat> it, it, I totally didn't expect him to go down this line. Because it, for mm. a long time with him, it was sort of... Why is he still in the show? That was... Yeah, I was like... I, I didn't dislike his scenes, but I was asking that question. I kept thinking the same. But I, again, though, I think there's that fairly good payoff which acts as kind of a tease for the next season with that whole storyline. We're building yeah. up the... I can't remember what the kind of uh, leader of the Scientology is called, but the equivalent kind of character in this show who, like, he, his um, design, he almost looks like the devil. Yeah, he does. Perfectly yeah. trim beard and everything. It's so comically evil. Um, but he gets taken out suddenly, and that's kind of a, mm-hmm. a bit of a reveal at the end for the, the exploding head woman. As another kind of tease for the next season, because I don't know about you, but I'm as the show builds and starts to like really get quite interesting and involving. I fear how easy it is to lose that momentum 
all it takes is just for like a little snag, a little, just a, a little story choice, a little moment to go the wrong way and all of it can come crumbling down. I said to you, I, I feel like they added Stormfront to this season. This is before I'd watched the whole show. Yeah. Because they needed a new villain who can kind of be taken out this season so they can continue to have Homelander yeah, yeah. in the forefront because I've read about 20 issues of the, the book before we recorded this just so I could kind of contrast as to what it was like. And Homelander, he's a, he's a major character, but he's not nearly in it in the way he is in the show. He's like a real, he's kind of the poster boy for the show. He's he's the hook, as I said, in a lot of ways. And I'm a little, yeah, I'm, I'm scared of what they're going to do with him. And I don't know what happens in the books, but I hope it's it's satisfying. It, it is building to a really nice way. And the the final shot with Homelander, I think, is so fucking awesome. Been jerking <laughs> yeah, off over yeah. the city. And like, <laughs> no, that is again, no subtlety whatsoever. But but it, like, it's it makes sense for the headspace of that character. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. He is just a living nuke. He's a living weapon. Mm-hmm. Why would someone like that not have an ego that inflated? Yeah. And like he he needs people to love him, mm-hmm. and there's such like a human weakness for a yeah. Well, but for some for a character that like is Superman, everyone's gonna love him. He's got the American flag on his back and shit. And they're kind of teasing that he's starting to snap a bit. Mm. They show his like visions of him imagining uh, mowing down hordes of people with laser vision and stuff when they start, you know, booing against him and not supporting him anymore. Did and you believe that was happening? I actually thought during that scene that it was like, oh, wow, this is like suddenly escalated. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't even doubt that he's capable of it. Well, exactly. That's why I thought that scene was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's kind of a trope that I can get quite annoyed with. And especially in horror movies, they tend to do that. where they, yeah. It's like a fake, scare dream sequence and they wake up type thing. But it, it it's more reflecting the character and... His mindset and just the his go-to in his head is that whenever he's put through any yeah, minor bit of stress, if, it's if just someone to, confronts him, it's just I'm gonna cut you in <laughs> yeah. my lasers. Yeah, and they're kind of with that him jerking off over the city, saying I can do whatever I want. I can do. It. <laughs> he's setting up a pretty like terrifying villain, and he is absolutely horrifying because he is effectively unstoppable. Yeah. Did Did you ever feel sorry for him? At all. No. I think after that plane scene in the first season, it's like, dude, you're, yeah. you're so evil. No, it, maybe feeling sorry for is the wrong way to put it, but like... Empathizing with the circumstance of being this weird test tube yeah. creature that's just been yeah, raised by... Yeah, lab. And he, he was made to be a product. Well, th- this is another thing I really like about the show, is that his son, by contrast, is the complete opposite of him. And I, I think that's largely what the show is about. It's like nature versus nurture and how right, yeah. Homelander is this horrible monster because he had no no parents, really. He was a product of just this horrible like company making him. Yeah. Whereas his son is the opposite, raised by the mother, and he, he has empathy and he he tragically takes his mother out in the end. Well, yeah, but... he's he's more like the typical Superman this kid yeah his son but ha- adding that character into the world where jarlander exists is like yeah well it's fascinating and the fact that homelander wants to sort of be his dad well he, he does straight up want to be there for him yeah but he doesn't like he doesn't know 
how to be a dad because he never had one. No. And he does show... He clearly does care. Yeah, yeah. In his weird fucked up way and like the... His advice and stuff, he doesn't realise he's being an asshole mm. necessarily. And he thinks the advice he's giving is good advice because it's just the way he's always been. But, yeah. But us seeing it, it's like, oh my god, it's so... Uh, so wrong something so wrong about it especially knowing that the kid's like a good little soul with his mm-hmm. mother that really cares about him seeing that like ripped away is quite disheartening like I, I found those scenes with Homelander in the sun I thought that kid did a really good performance yeah definitely um, which was like getting me concerned because when kid characters start coming into these shows it can often it can often take something away if the performance is bad but I thought that kid did a good job actually um yeah, I really like that dynamic. Every every scene with Homelander, I'm basically full in. Yeah, he's never in a bad scene. Yeah, and his performance, of course, is also... He has some real moments to shine, like... In the, I think it's in the last episode where he just, like, murders all of those... Uh, military men yeah, in the cabin right, yeah, and stuff. And he, he hears that they're trying to get his son yeah, away from him. Yeah, that was terrifying. <laughs> He's, yeah, he's just a psycho. He's an utter maniac. The last thing with Homelander, really, I guess, is... Um, actually, there's, there's a bit more. There's his relationship with uh, Queen Maeve. Because for ages, I've been like, what is the point of Queen Maeve? Like, what's her purpose? And we finally sort of understand. She's, she's morally been torn. She knows what the Seven are doing is, like, awful. Yeah. It's completely morally incomprehensible and... She instead of like fighting back, she'd just, you know, become like an alcoholic or whatever and tried to hide hide away from it, but she kind of is forced to act this season and winds up blackmailing Homelander in a way that kind of saves the day. If she didn't do that, they would have been fucked. Yeah, she's sort of the hero of the season. But it, the reason she hadn't done anything like that up until this point is because Homelander is so scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you do buy it because the, the like oppressive superior system they're under is so it's such a the the scope of it is so big no one person can really take it down unless you are homelander Mm -hmm. yeah and they allude to um mave and homelander having a relationship in the past Mm. and i mean that probably is one of the reasons she's so afraid of him because she's like well there's that really skin crawling scene where he comes over and kind of resides in her and she's like yeah. pretend she's kind of like acting going along with it and he really thinks she's like with him mm-hmm. so he's like really emoting it's like oh god he's so he's so unhinged <laughs> yeah and he's terrifying what one complaint i have with homelander though is his sort of his rules when when it comes to his powers i remember Early on in the first season, it was like, the, the, there is nothing you can do about this guy. Mm. Because if you hide from him, he, he can hear your heart beating. That's right, yeah, yeah. Because they have the whole sequence where uh, <clears throat> they've captured Translucent, the invisible man. Yeah, yeah. And they're like trying to figure out how to kill him, and he like turns up. And they're That's shitting right. themselves, because yeah. he, he's OP. But there are, are times where it's like, how are the main characters just getting away from him. I can't remember. They're, they're in like a sewer or something after the whale bit. Mm. And Homelander is like feet away from Huey and Butcher and all that. 
and they just sort of run off. Well, Homelander tries to get Annie to kill Huey. Yeah, that's right. And then Butcher shoots someone. Yeah, Butcher comes in and just saves the day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They were just on the verge of doing that a bit too much. But it, I guess it is just a thing with the character being so powerful. They they want to have Homelander in scenes. Yeah, with yeah. With the main cast because he's he's just a, he's an interesting character. You want to you want to see those them clash. You want to see the yeah conflict. for sure. I mean, it, it's definitely a minor downside, but yeah, a downside nonetheless. Yeah, I was finding with with kind of minor negative type things, um, the odd the odd relationship felt a little bit repetitive to me like the Huey Annie thing mm. after a certain while it starts to feel a bit repetitive with the way they keep seem to be like falling out and getting back together and yeah it's very rom-commy yeah I'm not, I'm not the most into that side although I do really like Huey I don't know why I find him to be a key element for the the sympathy of the show I, I really like the way they kind of flesh out how Huey to a butcher is like the canary in the coal mine. He's like the yeah. He needs to be. He, he keeps him level. Yeah, exactly. And that's so it makes him very sympathetic because he is kind of the good guy. And when he gets injured, you're like shit. Like yeah, definitely. I it's it's strange because I I have to give one hundred percent credit to the actor. Mm. Because I think that type of character ordinarily could really piss me off. He's got this like earnest nature to him, mm-hmm. and he's really—he's he, not a pussy, but he's not an asshole. He's—he's he's kind of the an average person's uh, entry point into this universe. Like anyone can relate to him. He's the fish out of water. Like he's whipped from the real world yeah, into yeah. The, into this craziness type thing. I do feel as though he's definitely getting way less of a spotlight this episode, this season, sorry. Yeah, I, I really thought at a certain point, I thought when he got injured in that in that scene, I thought they were going to give him powers or something. Oh, really? <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought they were going that direction. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how I'd feel about that, but... Yeah, I think if any of the boys get powers, it'll be a bit strange. Yeah, because I, I just picture like worst case scenario like Butcher gets powers and then yeah. he fights Homelander yeah. in like a, the end of Man of Steel type battle <laughs> yeah don't say that it makes me worry and you know talking about like actiony things and non negatives one mm-hmm. thing I will say is um, it is a TV show the scale's obviously a lot smaller the action stuff the CG stuff it's very obviously like CG kind of. I'm not sure how well it's going to age, basically. I mean, it, already it's aged pretty badly. Yeah, like in, in terms of just like even the more conventional fight scenes, they look really bad. Well, it depends on which one. I, I like the kind of physicality of them and the way there's like there's a gore and it feels like yeah. There's lots of there's inherent tension because you know that they're, they're they're willing to just kill characters so yeah definitely but i i mean more in terms of um kimiko when like right. her fight with black noir um yeah. she, she's got multiple fight scenes with just like goons and shit yeah that this is the thing where the strength of the show is the writing and the acting and it kind of has to have action because it's like a superhero thing and in the book there's loads of action yeah, and stuff yeah. but the budget restraints and everything and it, and just for me, like, 
they're mocking the superhero genre to such a degree. It would be awesome if the action was like also better than the average Marvel yeah, movie as well. But it's worse. So yeah, like that, no one can say that the action is better than like a like a Marvel movie or yeah, something. Yeah. That they just it doesn't need it though. No, this is what I mean. Like it's just like a little thing. Every time there is an action scene, it's like the the sad thing is though. I saw some behind the scenes stuff of Kimiko doing the like. Mm. fight scene and the the shit the stunts she did awesome oh really really good maybe they just didn't shoot it very well yeah because they they just chop it up and like have it too close it looks lame yeah in saying that though there there are there is the old action scene i quite enjoyed the 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 whale thing is funny it, it, often the 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 punchline is is what kind of cements it in my memory like you yeah. said that fight with black noir and it ending with it fucking uh, with the peanut allergy, yeah, and that the, is hilarious. And, and the whale boat thing, like, and then the, the the set after they'd crashed into the whale, they like built the the innards and everything with the whole practical mm-hmm. like guts everywhere. That was awesome. I love that stuff. Yeah, and Huey's just like sat in mm-hmm. the guts. Yeah, it's awesome. It really gives a war to moment. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's strange when it comes to effects and sort of the larger bombastic stuff. That tends to look better than the smaller scale fight scenes mm. because thinking of whenever Homelander like slices someone in half it looks great mm-hmm. and there's there's another moment I quite enjoyed it which the action isn't actually as bad as we we're probably saying it was in thinking about it because I think, think I'm actually thinking of fight scenes more from season one than season two yeah no because I think it was worse in season one in terms of that kind of stuff yeah. it wasn't as popular the budget was probably lower but Stormfront I remember having couple of good action scenes there's the one where she's chasing down kimiko's brother and she like just yeah. crashes through a building and it, the camera shows the outside of the building while she's like causing the carnage and it like goes up to the rooftop and everything yeah and when she, that stuff's cool she like breaks his hands mm-hmm. sideways and then tears his face open or yeah something. that is hardcore <laughs> it looks good though the, the like. gore and everything is awesome like it's it's a good way of doing because you know, like The Walking Dead, always got its rep for like, oh, it's so gory and and the stakes are yeah, so high yeah. type stuff. That gore thing seems to just work quite well with this tone specifically because it doesn't always take itself so seriously. But, yeah. But the gore, there's comedy gore like the whale, but there's also like that affecting gore where the villain character is breaking someone's hands like off them, and it's just so vicious and violent that it does add to the character and make them more frightening. Yeah, definitely. Especially when she's doing that to a character. Like, we we didn't have any attachment to the character she did that to, but we had an attachment to his sister. Yeah, yeah. And, well, seeing as we're on Kimiko, we might as well talk about her and Frenchie. And yeah. That was something I wasn't that keen on in the first season. I was always a bit like, what's the point of this? Where's this going in the first season? Yeah, I found it quite weird. Um, yeah. Why he suddenly, like, latches on. Mm-hmm. But again, like you say, in season two, they sort of Frenchie gets loads of time. Yeah, they, they, they and he gets a he gets his whole kind of uh, backstory fill out thing with the uh, yeah yeah what's his name Lamplighter. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole we'll talk about Lamplighter yeah. in a bit. Iceman but. plays Fireman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I really thought Frenchie and Kimiko were were way more interesting this season. She kind of opens up a bit and yeah yeah and her brother coming in. There's the whole arc where she is finally 
teaching Franchi how to communicate with her, mm -hmm. which is a really satisfying scene. Yeah, yeah, it makes me fear for one of them. None of the boys have died yet. No, that's true. They've only like gained people. Yeah, and you know, it just, it just, I just feel, I just feel it coming. You know, someone's gonna go. I hope it's not Frenchy. Again, that actor really does a good job. Like he's so charismatic. At first, he's sort of like a dick, and then he's got the odd funny line, and <laughs> then he has this whole thing with Kimiko where he's he's showing like a tenderness. Mm -hmm. And it, he's honestly such a likable guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Kimiko too, showing a bit of vulnerability yeah, in again, different ways. A character that was introduced in season one is like this sort of just crazy murderer. Just mm -hmm. runs around killing people from our perspective, like for no reason. Yeah. But then she gets a full backstory. Like, they're, All the they're, human trafficking and stuff, it's pretty fucked. They don't introduce a character and just leave them ever. Like they they have a purpose and they're given backstory. They're given yeah weight. To yeah, them. they they get fleshed out. Well, like we just mentioned, Lamplighter. Mm. I really liked that character and the role he played. Yeah, me too. Because he was played by as you as you joked, Iceman from X Men, um, but with firepowers this time. But he's like um, an ex Avenger, basically. <laughs> yeah, and he's super bitter about. And he's it. like really bitter and and feels like he he he's owed it and belongs it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but and he he can't get past it and fucking just commit suicide in there. Yeah, as as like a fuck you to the um I almost said the boys to the seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he just burns himself alive in their office. Yeah. Because he gets a whole couple episodes all well, yeah, about like, his backstory. I remember the episode before he killed himself, we were talking and we said, like, do you think he's going to become one of the boys? And we both thought he was just going to be, like... Yeah, we thought he was going to be a major character, but... And he, he sort of was. Like, he played a significant role. And yeah, he had he to be there. he fleshed out. And then he killed himself, like... It's just how it goes. Yeah, he was he was so important for when they were going through that facility. They needed someone with like the access and clearance to mm. get them around. Otherwise, they would have just been screwed. We can briefly talk about Mother's Milk. Yeah, he's he's just consistently likable to me. They haven't yeah. done anything crazy with his character yet, and I'm not sure if that happens. They, they sort of allude. It's always three or something. Three sugars. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Coffee. He like stirs his tea three times or whatever. It's cool, neat, and gives him a little bit of substance where mm. he, he as a character has had, in terms of the boys, probably the least amount of time given. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he gets more. Um, yeah, definitely. Super charismatic guy. I just mm. I just like his um his other gimmick where, like, he just really cares about his family. And, like... He sort of just really cares about, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's... His friends, his family... Yeah, he's he's almost like the backbone of the of the boys. Yeah, he's like a really tough dude, but he's got a heart of gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's essential to have around. And I thought he was a goner in that last episode um, when when he's in the car and it and it's sent flying into the air. Yeah, I was yeah, surprised how he all survived survived that. But yeah, after Huey basically had the same thing happen to him, mm. and he almost dies. Um, yeah, they get launched like probably even further. And they're all fine. We haven't even mentioned Butcher, though. 
Surely yeah. he's like the fan S- favorite. Sticking with Could the you? boys. Carl Urban, the boy, if you will. I, I liked Butcher in the first season, but I'm, I preferred him in this one. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I thought his quips were funny. I, I liked his um yeah his arc. I really thought in that last episode, I was like, I believe he's going to kill that kid. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's something again, like with the uh, the the Homelander laser beaming the audience. They they set up these characters to be like such extremes, and then sort of tell you they're going to do something, and you just believe it. Yeah, well, the butcher had had a really good arc. Yes, it was was kind of his arc almost coming to an end Mm -hmm. in terms of his motivation from season one to then. It's it concluding where it's him letting go, basically. Yeah, I suppose if if season one is Huey's arc, Mm. I guess season two is Butcher's arc. Yeah, for the protagonists. Yeah, because in that in that last episode, he he decides against killing the kid and even with the kid killing his wife. Unintentionally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't really know what was going to happen there because he picks up the crowbar as if he's about to go to town. Mm. But you don't. Yeah, and I, I, I guess thinking about it, reflecting on it now, there's no way he could have killed that kid and remained a kind of protagonist goodie well, type character. That's, that was the more. thing with him this season. Butcher was really being portrayed as not a very good person. Mm. Like he was so dead set on on this one goal, on his goals that he will do literally anything. Like he has no morals. Yeah, and he and he kind of found out how far that could go with the kid thing, and he was like, I guess when it came to murdering a child that that his own wife gave birth to, that he couldn't quite do it. Yeah, it, it sounds ridiculous to say, but like in in the moment. It feels like something he'd do. Yeah, he he's the most like anti-hero character. Yeah, and he's he's got the quips, he's got the humorous lines and everything. What he, do you think of his accent? I I think I'm just used to it now. Mm. But but I think with the lines being better too, I just wasn't noticing it as much because yeah, I was really true. into the character and his motivations and what he was trying to get done. Yeah. And it is totally relatable why he is the way he is. Yeah. And they introduce his family, his mum and his dad. That's true, yeah, with his dad being played by... uh... Scarecrow from Batman Arkham Knight. Wait, was he Scarecrow in that game? Yeah. I I was thinking Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings or Fringe. Boromir's dad, yeah. Yeah. I love that actor. Yeah, he's got real... um... Fuck is the word... Gravy? Gravitas, yeah. I just I just really liked the dynamic of Butcher, his wife, the kid, and Homelander. Mm. That to me was like, how is that gonna resolve itself? Because that's not gonna end well. Just that combination of characters, like it <laughs> it's such a good yeah. uh, bit of conflict. Well, I mean, even even just Butcher, his wife, and her son, like that's enough of a a mm-hmm. spanner in the works because of how much Butcher hates s- soups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, that probably is intentional because he's b- like a fascist. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter who they are, if they have superpowers, they are terrible to me, like in my eyes. Yeah. 
And that was another thing, another dynamic with uh, Annie kind of joining the boys a lot more for the, the journey. Mm-hmm. And the way he kind of clashed with her and they kind of grew to respect each other by the end type stuff. Yeah, and that probably is a factor to why he changes his mind in the end. Yeah, because she's the... Yeah, so I guess it is... The, the, it, the kind of... Uh, Meat, I suppose, is is Butcher's arc. Yeah. Yeah, I just really like how they have all these storylines that make sense that contribute to that the arc. It's, yeah, it's all building on itself. Story. It's, yeah. It's just ridiculously well written, and I, it's definitely the best show on Amazon. Um, I think Mr. Robot's better personally, but oh yeah, to be <laughs> fair, I haven't seen enough of that. Are there any other boys, or is that all the boys? That is all the boys, isn't it? Yeah, it's all the boys. All the boys. All the pit pop boys. We got to talk about the deep more then, because it was so fucking funny to me. Like that that whole angle with him. He was God. He's so pathetic. He's so yeah. unlikable. But at the same time, the actor does such a good job, kind of really selling you on just how pathetic he is. But he. He he can't see it. He can't read a room properly. He's just such a dickhead. No, he's he's like a total narcissist. He maybe narcissist is giving him like too much credit. He's like so full of himself. We really think he's he's owed, and he doesn't even like really understand the 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 consequence of his actions and stuff. No, he, he's he's just an idiot. He's actually really yeah. Stupid. He's a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, he's a real dumbass, and they kind of pair him with the A Train. Yeah, which and, I and think the other character. Really yeah, is really smart, and with that other character who's mocking like a Hawkeye type. It's so yeah. funny. They're like in the AA meeting, like all talking about how they used to be like these <laughs> awesome superheroes, <laughs> but now they're just like nothing, and no one cares about them anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just so such a funny idea. Uh, the way they kind of like politicize the the superheroes and make them really grounded in that way where all of the superheroes have their like PR crew and yeah. all the businessy side. Yeah, so and how, slimy. Yeah, so slimy and like accurate to the way, you know, the megacorps and stuff kind of run themselves. Yeah. That's and I, I love the way the deep is so controlled by the Scientologists. Like Yeah. <laughs> Just like when, Tom Cruise. When yeah. the uh, the lead guy brings up the the head of Scientology guy brings up the arrow guy, he's like, yeah. the deep says, "Oh, he's my best friend. He's such a good guy." <laughs> Then he says he's been kicked out of Scientology. <laughs> the deep's just like, oh fuck that dude. I yeah, he's just guy. a bootlicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't give a shit about anything apart from. And there was that running joke about Fresca or whatever. Weird yeah, drink. I didn't really get that. What yeah, I, d- I didn't really get it either. I, I assumed it was um, it's like an American drink, I guess. I don't know. It's a Coca Cola. It's a grapefruit flavored citrus soft drink created by the Coca Cola Company, but with the deep and uh, an A train. A train sort of gets introduced to that plot line because he's kicked out of the the seven. Yeah, yeah. For having heart palpitations or something. Like, he, his heart is super vulnerable. Yeah, because wasn't he abusing Compound V? Yeah, yeah. Um, and on top of that, Stormfront was, like, the most important thing for the business. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, what is the company called? Vought? Vought, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And she was obviously a racist, so she wanted mm-hmm. him out of the seven. And then... Yeah. Yeah, so he sort of... He goes into Scientology along with the he deep. Kind of, he rejects it more. The deep yeah, no, just he, mindlessly he, accepts it. Yeah, A-Train is shown to be like a smarter person, but mm. still a shithead because all he cares about is making money for himself. Yeah, he's still a selfish character. He sort of puts the whole climax into motion, A-Train. Because he he gives this information that Stormfront is a Nazi. That's right, yeah. And that, to uh, Huey and Annie, and they re- reveal it to the public, and then Stormfront is fucked from then, and that's how A-Train gets back into the Seven. So he he's actually like a... A crucial character. A crucial, smart character. He, he did that knowing exactly mm. where it would get him. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I didn't really think about that. Is Stormfront dead, then? She's just straight up there. So I wasn't sure if she's going to be like in like a a chair, like a crisp in a chair. Yeah, my where my mind started going worryingly was like she will have a return and she'll have like fucking robot limbs and shit. Because <laughs> it's it like sounds too high budget. Yeah, but I I do you think do you want her back? In the show? I think, think her purpose is, is spent. I think the surprise of her reveal is is enough. And she's so comically evil. She's so ridiculously evil, being like a literal Nazi and everything. Yeah. The real interest with the villain, he comes from Homelander to me, and the, the complex relationships with the Seven more than just her. Because, you know... Yeah, yeah. Her and her relationship with Homelander was interesting too, but... One disappointing thing on that front, on that storm front, um, was that I felt as though Kimiko should have got some more comeuppance against Stormfront. Like, she should have played more of a role in her downfall. That would be the obvious thing, but... Well, they half do it. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Maybe that's kind of what... She does kind of kick her ass, doesn't she? Well, they they all do. It, they it's were, it's it, very much like um, that Quentin Tarantino movie, Death Proof. There's a scene quite like it with all the girls kicking the. Well, there's a, there's in every single like Avengers movie or whatever. Well, not every single one, but they've got that money shot of the all the girls. Yeah, yeah. And they, in, it, it's funny because in Marvel, all the girls are like discount versions of the men. Like yeah, there's there's yeah. woman Iron Man, there's woman Ant Man, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. which is just fucking lazy. Yeah, and then lazy. the boys has come in and actually had three fucking great characters. Yeah, beating the shit out of a Nazi, and in in this you're you're not rolling your eyes because like they're forcing this. Yeah, it's, it's this quite thing. a few layers of humor there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a it's a really good scene. Mm-hmm. It's funny, yeah, there's loads of, like, punchlines that offer, like, dramatic kind of conclusion, but also the humour and the commentary is... Yeah. The commentary side of it, it does add so much value to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're, like, laughing at that scene, and then two minutes later, a fucking child is laser-beaming his mum in the neck. Yeah, and it's, like, a really effective scene. Like, I don't really remember feeling any kind of sadness emotion in the first season, particularly. No. Um, there's, there's the odd moment, but 
I was connecting way more with the characters in season two. There were a few moments with Huey I really liked. Um, yeah. Butcher too. It just seems to be the more time these characters are given, the more you like them. And yeah. It, it's like they're becoming less of a caricature of themselves. Ironically, if, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. The cartoony superhero-ness of it all. Who's left then? I guess uh, Gus Fring. <laughs> yeah, Los Poyos, uh, Far Cry 6. Do you think he's just, just been ridiculously typecast now? Yeah. Where he's just the same kind of character in, in all of them. Yeah, it's it's quite annoying. Because I, I he's a really good actor. No doubt. But I don't need to see him in this role. It's getting to the point where it's almost distracting. Well, it is, because I'd, I'd argue it straight up just is distracting. Maybe if Breaking Bad had ended and that was Gus Fring's end hmm. way back then whatever but he's in Better Call Saul which is like playing Gus yeah where he's playing Gus who is the same character as the character in this show which is the well, same he's not the same character he's the same actor playing a similar character but I mean <laughs> it might the, as well be <laughs> if you look at like the morals of these two characters what is the the character traits what are the differences between these two characters. Well, you know a lot more about Gus Fring than this guy. He's just kind of yeah, the I, evil I suppose. megacorp guy, right? There has to be a face to it, and he's... He's really clever and kind of ahead of the game and kind of knows how to react to everything. He's one of those type. I, I honestly don't find him that interesting of a character. He's just... Well, he... He's... He, he's just a businessman. Nothing yeah. he does is out of like where the the superheroes do do things out of malice and just to be horrible because they like doing that. Yeah. Every th every choice he makes and he I don't think he is that like much of a genius of a character because they from from season 1 Vort has only like gone downhill. You know? It, it, it's just fuck up after fuck up for them. I guess, yeah. And yeah. his his idea to, like, make more money is to put a Nazi front and center. <laughs> it's someone he knows is a Nazi. Like, that's of true, course yeah. that's going to blow up in your face. Yeah, I guess he's more there then to kind of cement this, you know, anti-megacorp-like capitalism to the extreme yeah, yeah. type message of it. Yeah, because his grand scheme was to get... um. Compound V given to like loads of people so they could sell it and make loads of money, which like is a good master plan, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work. They did less than I was expecting with the whole soup terrorist thing. Yeah, yeah, it 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 has its purpose being like make people scared, and then. They don't need to, like, focus on that aspect anymore. Yeah, do you think it will come back in later seasons more so or something? Um, I don't really know how it could. Because, like, they only existed because Vought was making them. So they could yeah. run this whole... Which is, like, agenda. a commentary on how the West kind of caused the whole conflict with the Middle East and everything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just left wondering... Just removing it from the kind of recency bias, like, man, this is, like, really into this. I'm just wondering how it's going to age. 
Because I think that matters. Because people are already talking about this might be like up there with some of the great shows type right. thing. But I'm just wondering how how it is going to age, and if that really matters or not. Even yeah, I think a show being relevant to the time. I mean, it it happens. It, there must be loads of shows that yeah. are commenting on current shit, whatever. Yeah, the only thing is that it's it does seem really tied to, like, right now. The boys. Yeah, um, it's interesting that, because as I said early in this video, it does seem like the right place, right time kind of story. Mm -hmm. But in saying that, like, I, as I said, I've been reading some of the issues of the comic, and a lot of those themes are deep rooted within the story proper anyway and it's just yeah. it just happens to still be very relevant to this day but there there are changes they they made oh it's, huge changes <laughs> from it it feels like i mean i haven't read any of the comics so i could be totally wrong but if it, it feel or i'm just interpreting the show wrong mm -mm. but it feels like um season 1 is vault like represents the movie industry Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's completely mocking the superhero trends. Yeah, yeah. But then season two, it becomes super political and more like... Well, a... you're forgetting about the Me Too stuff in season one, too. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, it's it's focused on the movie industry. Like, that's what it's picking mm. apart in season Yeah, I'd have to rewatch it, to be honest. And too. then season two seems to be, like, critiquing politics and the government and shit. Yeah, and the way it relates to the, the money. Well, yeah, specifically America, like all these governors and shit, their hands are tied. There's mm -hmm. nothing they can do to yeah. stop yeah. Um, yeah. superheroes just being in the military and shit. And then I might as well comment actually on on the the books and the differences between that and the show. And so I, I was seeing a lot of discussion saying the show might be better than the book. And I'm starting mm -hmm. to see that said more and more. And that really got me interested. So I'm like, that's not the common story. So I want to see what I want to see what the differences are. And I, I think I've gotten far enough where I can quite clearly say that the show is much tighter, much better, much more concise, uh, much less exaggerated and ridiculous. I showed you there's a major section of the story in the comic about this guy who's like addicted to raping, and he's got a like he's like a parody on like Iron Man. Mm -hmm. um, and Batman kind of combined, and in the comic, he's like, he has to send away his, like, equivalent of Robin because he's scared he might assault him and everything. And it gets to such a ludicrous point in the comics where there's, like, a huge meteor, like, coming down towards Earth, and this, this rapist superhero guy, like, flies up, and he fucks the comet, and it explodes. Does it explode well, because he sorry. fucks it? Yeah, and then it, like, kills him and everything. It's, like, it's just a weird, like... It's just a complete punchline, completely ridiculous, like, just fuck Iron Man, fuck Batman, like, it's making fun of those tropes type thing. I don't but really see how that is a commentary on... Well, yeah, it's not really a commentary, it's more just saying, like, I guess, like, this is more what a real Batman or Iron is Man type really? person would be like, because, yeah, fitting in with this, like, anti-capital kind of businessman type thing. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. With those characters being, they're not even, they don't have superpowers, they've just got the money to be able to afford mm -hmm. for people to invent inventions for them to do that kind of thing. But anyway, yeah, like, I don't know how you could possibly have that in the show. 
Like the, no. the, 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 the comic is so fucking edgy. If you thought the show was edgy, like it's nothing compared to that book. It is it's to the point where you are rolling your eyes and you're like, really? Like, did you really have to do that? Did you have to go that far? There's this whole part where they go to like Soviet Russia for like issues and issues, and that to me I like nearly stopped reading around there. Um sorry, not Soviet Russia, just Russia. Um But yeah, I wasn't really digging that as part of it and yeah, the characters just aren't nearly as interesting. They, Homelander isn't in it as much. Like, I just think that the the showrunners and whoever's writing the show must have they must they 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 get what is good about the original source yeah, material. Yeah, they cherry picked the, yeah, the aspects. They know what parts work. to expand on and what you want to see more mm-hmm. of and what we don't really need in the adaptation. You know, one last thing to shout out this show for is whoever did the casting, like. Jesus Christ. They, they did a yeah. perfect job. Not yeah, a single character feels like out of place mm-hmm. in any situation. Like, Yeah, no, I think the quality is really good and I just hope they can keep the momentum going. Yeah. I don't want to look back and be like, shame it peaked at season two type thing. But... Yes, yeah. What are your predictions for season three? Well, it's, it seems like... Because this is another thing we didn't really mention is I think the pacing in the show is very good. The story moves really quick. It does, yeah. Um, as there are some repetitive aspects to it with some of the relationships, but the the actual overall plot and the way things are revealed and how quickly things happen and the way they're moving around and it does move really quick and that's really satisfying about it. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that helps to kind of keep things concise and flow really well. But as far as the next season's concerned. It really seems like they're building up Homelander to snap to me. But I don't know how you can tell a story around that without other aspects. Um, clearly, this this woman who can explode heads is going to be a big deal, because that's... She's kind of ingrained yeah. in the politics of it. Yeah. Um, and she's strangely anti-Vault. We, really, we should just talk about the ending of the show, first of all. Because they they sort of revert a lot of stuff. Like, undo certain things that have happened. Mm. Like, um... Why can't I remember her name? Starlight? Yeah. Is her name Starlight? Yeah, Starlight was, Annie. um... Yeah, Annie was kicked out of the Seven this season. Um, and then she's brought back... Uh, the boys, like... The, they stopped being the boys. Yeah, the end of the season feels quite final in weird ways. And Yeah, but also not. Which I really appreciate because I, I get super tired of every single season of a TV yeah. show being like getting you super hyped up for the next one, and, and then it's it, like six months. It feels like the end of like a comic arc. Yeah, where the stories come yeah. to an end, but there's still a lot more story to come. Like the the smaller arc has come to a close, and there's now a new one is beginning. Mm. Yeah, and some something I'd forgotten about actually. Do you remember they they go to see the boys go to see the the CIA woman mm-hmm. from season one? She's in it loads, yeah, yeah. And then her head explodes. Yeah. Why why would that character explode that woman's head? Surely that's what the next season will be about. We even uh, know her motivations, yeah, yeah. really. I suppose, yeah. Got yeah, some so things. They, they yeah they they've definitely left a few breadcrumbs for us to to sniff on and follow. If yeah. you catch my drift. No, I was 
after they were coming out weekly, I was like, I'm, I'm, I was enjoying my boys fix every week. Yeah. And I'm sad to see it go for now. Yeah, me too. Um, but, yeah, I really liked it. It's like, it's what the superhero genre needs at the moment. Like, I, I don't think Deadpool is needed in the same way. It's popular not. and people like him, but it's it's not the it's not the genre defining like commentary that really is going to be remembered for me whereas this um, I think of all the superhero bullshits from the last like 20 years and I'm like yeah this does a good job of kind of mocking it effectively yeah. but the thing is it's also good enough of just a show yeah to it doesn't lean on the fact that it's like it, it the characters are rip-offs of the Justice League, mm -hmm. without a doubt. Yeah, but they just have, they have human issues that mm. tend don't tend not to be included in them. Um, you know, your typical Captain Americas and stuff. They're more broad, yeah. whereas the boys is all about sex and drugs and you know addiction and all this, and you know power corruption and all this kind of stuff. In, yeah, in in ways with the gore and everything that. It it just adds a fresh kind of coat of paint on it. Yeah, I'm hype for, for more of this. I just hope it stays as good as it is right now. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're two for two at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, Jarlander's coming for you. Listen here, Jarlander's coming for you, and you're going to regret ever... Um, being around when he arrives because he's going to get you and there's no way you can avoid him getting you. Especially Thanks. when I laser eye you. <laughs>